Hey there, everyone, and uh, welcome back to it. This is going to be a bonus pod for the Open Book Podcast, the podcast for yearbook advisors. My name is Mike Simmons, and given the uh, the overwhelmingly positive response that I got in our initial post out to Twitter and SoundCloud uh, last week, I figured I'd take some time and get after a, a topic of some personal interest in advance of the uh, official episode one that'll drop sometime the week of January 15th. In that episode, I'll be visiting with uh, my friend and colleague, Deborah Clevens at Parkway West High School out in St. Louis. She's the yearbook and newspaper advisor out there. And we've got on tap, uh, I think, two timely topics. You know, we're at that halfway point in the year. And I know that in the time that I've been advising for the last decade and a half or so, I, I get to this point every year and, and just get a little bit anxious about how we're going to get those last uh, few or many books gone. You know, it can be through sales or uh, gimmicks long-standing campaigns, partnerships with PTSAs. Uh, there's lots of tips and advice to be had out there. We're going to dive into that uh, again about a week from now. The other topic that we're going to cover at that point is going to be recruitment and how to develop your staff and develop uh, a strong staff, a staff that has some longevity and, and quality to it so that you don't find yourself having to uh, start from scratch every year, um, be it for a club or for a class. Uh, we're going to unpack all sorts of topics as it relates to uh, to recruitment. I don't know about you, but uh, at Corny Painted Post High School, where I teach here in upstate New York, we are right in the midst of, of rolling out course selections for the 2018-2019 school year, and uh, it hardly feels like it could be possible, but, but here we are. Today, uh, I had some spare time, and I wanted to, uh, frankly, get some more practice in with uh, the recording equipment that I'm using, the software as well. So I thought we'd get after a topic of some personal interest to me, which is uh, is social media. Uh, My friends and colleagues who know me know that I probably spend a little bit too much time online. It's uh, something I'm resolving to to refine and and, and tighten up, do a little less of in the uh, the year ahead. But uh, over the last couple of years, the staffs that I've worked with, and, uh, and I think this is a trend nationally, staffs that I, that I see at camps and workshops and, and uh, staffs that colleagues of mine advise, uh, many, many staffs are, are making inroads on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and even a few more other platforms to uh, increase their presence uh, as a yearbook staff. Now, I know right from the start that it can be daunting, depending on where you are in the country and the circumstances of the school district that you work in uh, or your your own school, depending on the administrator support you have, uh, your mileage may vary widely for the latitude that your students can enjoy in establishing a strong social media presence for themselves online. Uh, there's lots to unpack here. Uh, I would encourage you as we get this conversation started to check out jeadigitalmedia.org. Uh, it's a phenomenal resource, a phenomenal website that's uh, supported by the Digital Media Committee uh, through the Journalism Education Association. Again, jeadigitalmedia.org. And there's a wealth of resources there already for advisors who are looking to establish uh, or help their students establish a social media presence for their program. Specific to your book, you know, We deliver once a year, and when I talk to staffs at conventions and workshops and when I explain this to my own staff and and, and my leadership team each year, uh, it seems um, a a pretty straightforward argument to to understand that with a single delivery, be it in uh, spring, summer, or fall, yearbook staffs that engage on social media are doing themselves a tremendous service. They're doing their school a tremendous service by engaging in conversation and content curation year long. 
the book only comes out once a year. Social media gives you the ability to engage in conversation with your audience all year, potentially every day. Uh, you can create a, a great degree of trust with your audience. You can say to them, we were there. We got that story. We were there last night at the game. We were there on Saturday morning at your car wash. Rather than uh, being there as you know, photographers and reporters, and certainly maybe there's an awareness that your staff is, is present, but uh, in a typical setting, they go to that car wash, let's say, and then there's months and months that go by until the book delivers in, uh, in let's say, May. And the students remember, oh, yeah, there, there was that car wash back then. You know, with social media, the way that I see a lot of staffs doing it coast to coast, uh, especially with Instagram uh, in particular because it's such a strongly visual media, the staffs that, that have that uh, staff photographer or reporter attend that car wash, not only are they shooting on their DSLR and interviewing members of, let's say, the, the JV volleyball team that's hosting that car wash, but those students are getting posts up on Instagram either on the spot or within the hour, and it creates a, a certain currency to the conversation uh, and gives uh, yearbook staff the opportunity to function much more like a, a daily news organization, in, in at least some small sense, uh, to curate that conversation all year long. So I want to unpack this a little bit. I'm going to use the lens of uh, Instagram to start this conversation. I think Instagram is a fantastic place for your book staff to start if they don't have a social media presence. Again, as I already mentioned, it's so strongly visual. It's built right into the DNA of Instagram, and it's what it's all about. Now with Layout, which is an additional app that you can pass photos through into Instagram, uh, as well as Instagram stories and the ability to post more than one photo or even video clips in one post, it unlocks all sorts of possibilities for visual storytelling for a high school staff. And two, I want to note, diving right into this conversation, that you need to have an understanding as an advisor, or if we've got staffs listening to the podcast today, uh, an understanding of where you are with your administrators. If you are operating as a Hazelwood school where admin can use prior restraint and review as gatekeepers on your students' content, then that's going to be a, a difficult task for you, or it could be a difficult task for you to start uh, curating a social media presence. Certainly, if you are in a school district where there are rules about student groups and organizations uh, having their own social media presences, you know, I'd encourage you to have those conversations. Um, we've had them in our own school district. We enjoy a, a tremendous amount of support, and our students are unfettered in their use of uh, social media in journalism, uh, both for our newspaper broadcast operation and for the yearbook program as well. Uh, but I would encourage you to have those conversations and perhaps look at some best practices at yearbook staffs and journalism staffs in general who are using social media coast to coast. Um, I want to highlight at jeadigitalmedia.org, up at the top of the website, there is a staffs online tab. And if you hover over that, you'll see that there are curated lists of high school social media uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, Facebook, online, and then also broadcast and video programs. They've got it all curated for you. So if you need to strengthen your argument uh, and demonstrate to your administrators as you're developing this trust and, and, and perhaps developing your program, look to... Uh, look to the, the experts, if you will, these students who are already uh, firmly embedded in social media content uh, curation 
there's some staffs out there that are doing absolutely tremendous work. Uh, going to the high school media on Instagram tab. Again, this is at jeadigitalmedia.org. Up at the top, you'll see uh, it says linked here is a Google spreadsheet of high school media on Instagram. You click there. There's also a form that's uh, been given there by the committee allowing you to register your staff uh, to the same spreadsheet. But you go there and I think there's I think there's 73 different yearbook staffs uh, or high school media staffs, I should say, not just uh, not just yearbook uh, who are there and uh, and with the handles that are provided there, uh, the usernames, those are then uh, accessible to you and your staff as you research uh, creating your own social media presence. But assuming that you've got the support that you need and that all signs are, are, are positive and you're going to do this, the first step is for you to generate a name, uh, an identity for your program. Um, again, looking at the JEA list, you'll see how creative some programs get incorporating their name or uh, as we have, as my staff has, they've abbreviated uh, yearbook with YBK. So their uh, brand across all different social media platforms is Tesseray YBK. Uh, they were able to find that handle and, and make it consistent. In fact, I want to direct you to this uh, really great resource online where you can check out if a particular name is available both for domain names for websites, uh, but also on social media. The website is namecheck.com, although it's spelled N-A-M-E-C-H-K.com. I'll put that in the description of the podcast. Namecheck.com. You can type in the name that you're thinking of and hit search up at the top. Everything that stays green is an available name for you. Uh, out there online. So if you're uh, just at the beginning of this and you're starting to develop your presence, you could have your staff go there and run their yearbook name, the publication name through Namecheck and see if a, a particular name on social media is available to them. It's a fantastic resource. And once your program has found its identity for Instagram or any other social media platform, it's important to not just go headlong into posting and content curation uh, without having some frank conversations with your staff, maybe with your student editors and your leadership team about how that account is going to be managed, uh, by whom, what kind of content is going to be posted, how often, and uh, to what standards. You know, I think advisors and certainly administrators and, and principals could have some legitimate concerns about access to those feeds and what gets posted and by whom. If you are working with a large staff, do you have 40 people that have access to that password uh, and no knowledge of who's posting what and when? Do you keep it on a more tightly controlled access? Do you have just one person uh, on your staff, perhaps an editor-in-chief or somebody in an editorial leadership position who's posting? Um, but answering those questions, who, what, and how often, who's going to be posting, what kind of content, and how often. Uh, I would encourage you yet again to look at jeadigitalmedia.org. They've got a great primer there that was developed by Jill Burns, uh, posted back I think in 2015, about developing uh, social media policy statements for staffs. And it gives, gives some great guidance down at the bottom with the AP's own uh, social media uh, guide from the Associated Press, and also some guides, I think, from the Cronkite Institute, uh, the Cronkite School of, of Journalism, I should say, out at Arizona State University, uh, and some other resources there as well. But once you're able to have those conversations uh, and establish some guidelines, um, as excitable and enthusiastic as, as I can be on, uh, on trying out new things, I'd really encourage you to, to think and post uh, and, and curate that initial content uh, pretty deliberately. You know, social media being a uh, social, it's in the name, social endeavor, 
Um, we're talking about getting, you know, page views and interaction and uh, developing, curating an audience. And that doesn't happen with just one post. You, you can't create your, your social media handle and say, hey, follow us. And you can say that. And, and frankly, um, you can put out the word, maybe put up some posters around school or something like that. But I'd encourage you and your staffs to develop uh, a little bit of a... Um, a feed before you go public, perhaps, you know, get those first 10 posts up um, and and think about what kind of content, uh, what kind of um, diversity of topics you're going to cover in those initial posts so that when you say, hey, follow us, they actually have something to look at. Uh, I don't mean to be pedantic about it or, or, you know, too sarcastic, but if you say follow us and there's nothing there at the feed yet, you're not going to start curating that audience. Um, and it does take time. It's it's taken a lot of time for us at Tesserae to get up into the, I think they're somewhere up in the 800s um, for, for views. That's at a 1600 student school. And we've got a long way to go in developing um, that audience, but it, it happens, you know, bit by bit. And the more quality content is there, uh, the bigger the audience you're going to draw, certainly. So as you start curating your feed and developing your audience and your reach, I'd encourage you to, to be pretty enthusiastic about it and to figure out a way with your staff to uh, develop some accountability, recognizing that if you're going to embrace this concept that coverage can come in a variety of forms and can be presented in a variety of mediums, including both the spreads and the pages in the book that when it drops, uh, but also in your social media feed, that this coverage is happening all the time and that you want to keep it as immediate as possible. Um, I should note that many of the, the very best feeds that our students follow, and, uh, and I'm proud to say that the work that our own staff is doing at, at Tesserae includes really high quality journalism and journalistic captions with all of the images that they're presenting on Instagram. Uh, additionally, all of the social media content and, and I should say social media feeds that I see, uh, particularly in, in the land of yearbook, uh, lend themselves beautifully to marketing and recognizing there's an opportunity to engage with your audience and remind them about upcoming sales for your yearbook, um, that uh, you know time's running out at a particular price point or any of the rest of it. If you've got your audience, you want to convey those messages as well. So it's you know daily content and uh, student life content, a peek in here at the chemistry lab. Here's our student section from Friday night's uh, game. Don't forget that your books are on sale next Wednesday. Uh, there's lots of ways for you to be able to uh, integrate content and, and really integrate a social media feed into the daily life of your staff. Um, you know, one thing that I'd like to note with, with our own program is this year, um, we've got a, a number of athletic signings that are happening throughout the years. We found, I think, probably better than a dozen or so signings each of the last few years. And we don't have the means to pocket all of that into the pages of the yearbook itself. And our editors made, a, I think, a really lovely choice uh, with doing some longer form reporting in their Instagram feed with each of the uh, NCAA signings for our senior student athletes uh, as they develop this year. Uh, I think we had one just yesterday afternoon. We've got another one coming up on Friday. But our yearbook staff is there. They report it out, interview the athlete, perhaps interview the uh, coach or a teammate. And then that coverage and copy package uh, drops on Instagram later that night because it can't all hit the book. Uh, it's just a really nice implementation to develop and curate some more storytelling 
um, and, and do the storytelling just a little bit different than letting it all drop in the book um, in the spring, summer, or fall. Um, this isn't without its challenges, certainly, but I wanted to present you with a, a few resources and some encouragement for you and your staffs to, uh, to go out and give it a try. Um, homework for you, if you want it, check out jeadigitalmedia.org and look up those links to the, uh, the high school staffs online right up at the top of the page. You'll get access to those spreadsheets uh, through Google Sheets, and you'll be able to have your students uh, take a look. And, and again, maybe you use this as, as some justification with administrators if you've got anybody to convince. But take a look in at the social media feeds uh, from some of the programs around the country that are already leveraging this in, uh, in their daily lives. Uh, friends, thanks for hanging in and listening to another episode of the Open Book Podcast, the podcast for yearbook advisors. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you this afternoon. And if you've got questions, comments, feedback, uh, if you've got topics you'd like to suggest, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at iteachyearbook at gmail.com. We'll be back with Deborah Clevins uh, sometime in the week of January 15th. But for now, uh, take care. Uh, good luck with those deadlines coming up here at the end of January. And uh, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.